0: Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love, Love at first listen. listen.
2: tip off the nba season with fanduel america's number one sportsbook. new customers get 150 bucks in free bets guaranteed 150 bucks when you place your first five dollar bet plus fanduel's the only sports book gives all its customers three months of nba league pass cool when they make a five dollar bet that's all in the nba that way you can watch all the action you bet on. Everything from money line to point spreads to totals. Don't miss your chance. 150 bucks in free bets, plus three months of NBA league pass. Gotta put in the promo code Colin. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Twenty-one plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana P E N Y or text H O P E N Y four six seven three six nine in New York, Tennessee. Redline one eight hundred eight eight nine nine seven eight nine Tennessee. Visit one eight hundred in West Virginia.
3: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draymond Green Show, season two. For those of you who's listening to audio, you can't really see the smile on my face. For those of you watching, you can definitely see the smile on my face. So excited! To be back, the new media back in the building, bringing you the content that you all want, that you all want to hear. None of that lousy, distasteful mess that we've been stuck listening to. So we back at it. Um, Number one, I want to say thank you to our subscribers and listeners for tuning back in. And I apologize to our subscribers and listening, listeners for the long delay. Um, before I get into anything else, let's get straight into the delay. Uh, number one, contractual obligations. Um, those are always very important for those of you who's dealt with contractual obligations. Um, you should understand. For those of you that haven't, uh, contracts are very important. And... It's important that you spell out what you want in your contracts that you may come across in life. And saying that, um, however, that also coincided with uh, what we all know the incident to be at the beginning of the season with myself and a teammate, um, Jordan, and... Quite frankly, if I'm being 100% honest, Jackson and I, we recorded an episode um, right after. And I know everyone was looking for it. Everyone wanted to hear it. And quite frankly, I wanted to allow you the chance to hear what I had to say. I wanted to allow you the chance to kind of take a trip in my mind and just maybe understand more. And when we recorded the episode, I hated the way I sounded. Um, And so we simply just didn't release it. I didn't like my tone. I didn't like the things I said. I didn't like the way it came out. I didn't like um, it almost, if you're not careful, it almost comes off as unremorseful and distasteful. 100% distasteful but also um fast and what do I mean by fast quite frankly I'm not big into saying things or doing things and then run into my show because it's going to get more ratings like I I don't really like that game that's the old media I I don't play that game I don't I'm, I'm not very interested in that I think there's a time to speak and You know, if the opportunity is there, I'm going to speak. I'm never going to shy away from a topic. But the thing that I had to take into consideration with that is, number one, someone else was affected. And not only one person was affected, but multiple people, tons of, I mean, however many you want, whatever word you want to use to describe the amount of people, people were affected. And so it wasn't something that just affected me. And so when you do something that affects someone else, You can't just take yourself into consideration, how you may feel, how it may benefit you, all of those things. And so for me, I'm like, okay, Jordan has to deal with this. Other people have to deal with this. The last thing I need to be doing is sitting here talking about it like it's all fine and dandy. And so for that, I'm sure we probably lost some subscribers. For that, I'm sure we probably lost some listeners. But quite frankly, if that is the case, I'd rather work my butt off and get those listeners and subscribers back and plus more and do it the right way than distastefully saying whatever I can say, tweeting whatever I can tweet um, like the old fart does um, and then run into my show knowing that everyone's going to want to hear what I have to say and raiding sky and through the roof like that's fake. Because they don't want to hear you tomorrow. Because tomorrow you can't talk about the garbage that you did the day before to create your storyline, to create your headline, and then run and talk about it because you know everybody's listening. And so I just don't really like to abide by that method. Um, I more so want to bring you great content. I want to talk basketball with you I want to teach you basketball I want to take you through my mind and how I see the game of basketball and that's what we've always done here and that won't change now and so quite frankly that was the reason or one of the biggest reasons for the hiatus and here we are we're back um I know I saw some people saying oh man Draymond's not doing it anymore because they're losing and it's the, I'm an NBA champion still like <laughs> for the rest of this year by the way if we don't win another game we are the defending NBA champions until further notice so the whole notion of like oh man they're they're not playing well and so like I had the worst game of my life in the NBA finals and I sat in in front of this computer screen an hour later and talked to you all about it so as we know I'm not one that's afraid to talk during the rough times. But like I said, when someone else is affected, that's a different thing for me. And I care about people too much to just glance by that and ignore it. And so because I didn't like the way it sounded, we nixed it. And then there were contractual things and we got those worked out and we're back. Shout out to Jackson, holding it down. We're here and I am so excited to be back. Hope everyone tunes in. Maybe we get more subscribers. Maybe we get more listeners. Maybe we don't. But for those of you that are here, you know I will always give you my best. If you love the Dubs, you know that January is a key month for us. Big matchups at home against Phoenix, Brooklyn, Memphis, and on the road against teams like Boston and Cleveland. Gonna be a lot of fun to watch on television, but what if you actually could be at those games? For last minute amazing deals on tickets, not just to the Dubs games, but your favorite NBA team, check out Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the US. And it doesn't stop with the NBA. Game Time has tickets to the NFL playoffs, NHL and college basketball games, even concerts and comedy shows too. So if you're in New York and you want to go see the Knicks take on Cleveland or the Lakers, Game Time has you covered. Or if you want to see Adam Sandler live tonight, this weekend, anytime soon, download the Game Time app, create an account, and redeem code GREEN in all caps. For $20 off your first purchase, terms may apply. Again, create an account, enter the code GREEN, that's G-R-E-E-N, for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And so, getting into the episode... Uh, As you know, the last episode we did was with De'Aaron Fox. Now, De'Aaron Fox, if you go back and listen to that episode, I spoke to him about being an all-star. I spoke to him about breaking the Sacramento Kings playoff curse and how it's on his back to go do that. Nobody else. It's on De'Aaron Fox to go do that. How the Indiana Pacers traded Tyrese Halliburton who's having an all-star year, by the way, how they traded him and showed Fox how committed they were to him and what his responsibility was for that. Quite frankly, and we'll get, get into this further into the episode, but I think he's living up to that. And Tyrese Halliburton is living up to exactly what the Indiana Pacers thought he would live up to. And like I said, we're going to get a little more into that later in the episode because I want to go a little deeper And to that. And saying that, a lot has happened with the Warriors. A lot has happened with the NBA since that interview. A lot has happened with the Michigan Wolverines since that interview. As we know, um, they lost in the postseason again. Shout out to Jim Garbaugh. Um, Absolutely incredible to see Michigan lose. You know, I am not one to prey on someone's downfall. Just not really who I am. However, I love to see Michigan lose. It makes my day. Makes me extremely happy. And quite frankly, I don't think there's any scenario that I cheer for Michigan. I just can't. Um it doesn't feel right. It feels bad to the core. There was a situation a few years back where um maybe like 6 7 years back where Michigan State, Indiana were all in a run to win the Big Ten, and we needed Michigan to beat Indiana in order for all three of us to tie. I cheered against Michigan. Indiana deserve it. They won the games. We don't need a tie. Try again next year. I'd rather see Michigan lose. So you understand how I feel. So that game the other day, shout-out to the TCU Horn Frogs. Much love to y'all, and good luck. Tall task. But good luck. But getting into the episode, things that we really want to talk about. Number one, um, the Warriors' season. Our season is a little weird, as you know. Best record in the league at home at seventeen and two, which is incredible. Worst record in the league on the road at three and sixteen, which is awful.
1: What do you make of that? Well. Let's see. I think number one, it's definitely a mental thing. It's definitely a confidence
3: thing because when I look back and I play all the games out, all the role games, especially in my head and looking back on the season,
1: you give a game away at Orlando, give a game away. At Charlotte. New Orleans, both New Orleans games, um, none of us played. I mean, not none of us guys
3: played, but starters, most starters didn't play. Loom maybe played a few minutes. Younger guys played, and no knock to our younger guys. But it's difficult to win on the road as it is, as you can see in our record. Down... Four or five of your top nine rotational, it's tough. And so, not their fault, but you add those games in. You get a back to back in Brooklyn, which no one really plays
1: in. That's five of the, of the 16 losses. Detroit Pistons. Gave that one
3: away, although they played well. Can't take nothing away from the Pistons in Detroit. Played well,
1: but we kind of gave that one away. Indiana. Crazy game. Could have possibly won it. Could have won either way.
3: What am I getting at? I said all of that to say, you look at those games alone, And you're sitting here, we're sitting here at 500 on the road. No one's upset. And quite frankly, if we're at 500 on the road, I think that may put us in first place in the West. Again, what are you getting at, Draymond? What I'm getting at is this. You lose a few games early on on the road, tension starts to build. Not tension amongst the team, but tension amongst the world tension tension amongst the basketball world. Um, confidence starts to linger a little bit. you start to waver a little bit and then it becomes a thing then it's now it's a thing that you're really battling against, and it's a more of a mental hurdle than it should be. And so when I look at our team on the road and our team at home, it's two different teams, but it's not. And here's why. The margin for error that you have on at home, you don't have near that margin of error when you're on the road. And I personally don't think we've adjusted to that well throughout the season. Like our margin for error. You know, the same passes we'll, we'll make at home, we make on the road. The same shots we'll take at home, we take on the road and you can't do that it has to be more methodical it has to be um a lot more thoughtful and we've struggled in that area as a leader i can take that on the chin i have to be better i have to do what i can to make sure that we're better in that area and i think we will i think this homestand on riding a five game uh win streak currently i think this homestand will help a lot because confidence is confidence right and so to struggle with confidence and going on the road because of things that went wrong early and then it's like you're snake bit, and all of a sudden nothing can go right.
1: And winning at home, like I said, 5-0 oh to start this road trip, uh, by the time
3: you hear this episode, it should be 6-0. and oh. I mean to start this homestand, excuse me, not road trip. You build up the confidence, and now you go on a road. You go on a road with a different mindset. You go on a road with the mindset that you need to win road games. And so I think we're building towards that. But most importantly, home and road, like, yeah, that's – that. I make – you can make something out of that because it is something. It's a big deal. But I make more of this team is starting to find its identity. And for me – That's more important than what the home record says right now and what the road record says right now. Over the last five games, I think this team is truly starting to build an identity. And every great team has an identity. When you walk in the gym, you know that team is going to do X, Y, and Z. We haven't had that all year. We have not had an identity. And I think it takes time to build an identity, some longer than others. I think we're starting to build an identity. And that is huge, be that we're missing Steph Curry, we're missing Andrew Wiggins, we're missing Andre Godala, we're missing Jermichael Green, we're missing James Wiseman now, we're missing Jonathan Kaminga now. Building an identity, and when those guys come back in and you've built an identity, then that allows you to... And we're right in a position to do that. I think we're four or four and a half games or something out of first place, uh, which is crazy in itself, that we're that close to first place, and quite frankly, we've been awful this year. Um, and so that is uh that is that, that's a bit exciting, if you will, um, you know, for us, because now that we're starting to really write this ship. You still have a chance at everything that you could possibly want to do. Now, I said a couple weeks ago in my interview, I said, we're very fragile right now. And don't get it twisted. Like, it's still super fragile. It's not that, oh, the team, is something going on on the team. No, this, these seasons, the NBA, it's very fragile. And building something great, it's very fragile. Anyone who's ever built anything great will tell you all it takes is one wrong thing to tear the whole thing down. And so it's still very fragile, but we're working through that.
1: And I think it's, 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 um, it's starting to turn that corner for us. And so do I make much out of the road struggles?
3: No. I'm not overly worried about them. But like I said, I will say to you, it's something. It's not just nothing. It's not not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. But as someone who's won several plenty role games in this league, I know what it takes. I know we know what it takes. And I have all the faith that we will do it. We will do what we need to do to get it to where it needs to go. And so, no, I'm not worried about it but I'm, not, I'm also not dismissing it and saying it's nothing. It's something, and it's a. but it's, it's simply just a hurdle that we have to climb. It's nothing bigger, nothing less. It's a hurdle that's, that this team has faced that we have to work and get over, and I have no doubt in my mind that we will do that. In saying that, uh, this five-game win streak obviously has been without Steph Curry. How have we been able to do it? Well, I think the ball movement um, has been really good our ball movement is largely predicated on Steph's movement because he's always moving and obviously we're always trying to find him and you're cutting and you're pinning in and it's great for the ball movement. Steve always preaches how how important ball movement is just to the aura of the team. How guys feel um you know second by second, minute by minute cuz that can change quickly in games. And so just preaching To what the ball movement does for a team. And quite frankly, um, with Steph being out, it's different than with Steph on the floor. How have we been able to win five games in a row? Without Steph, I'll tell you how we've been able to do it. The ball has been moving. The defensive end has been absolutely amazing. Now, we have had laws in some of these games where the defense goes to complete shh. But The thing that I like that I've been seeing is no matter how bad it goes, you look around and everybody's standing there ten toes down. Everybody's standing there looking like, all right, here we go. Like, let's lock up. Let's get some stops. We go down and get some buckets. And to build confidence like that, it's almost an arrogance But quite frankly, this team hasn't done nothing for arrogance. So in turn, it's a belief. And it's a belief in self. It's a belief in what we're capable of. It's a belief in our defensive abilities. It's a belief in thinking and knowing that we can shut someone's water off. And because we've been able to do that, not having huge turnover gains, you always give yourself a chance to win. And so I'd say maybe two at least – at least two, possibly three of these wins, we haven't shot extremely well. But we're finding a way to win. And that's because I think we really have bought into the defensive side of the ball. Uh, guys, uh, several guys are making huge improvements and strides on that side. I think, obviously, the one that we all have highlighted, it's unfortunate that he's out now, is Jonathan Kaminga. Just the strides that he's taking on the defensive end the role that he's taking on. He's coming in. He's picking up. Your, who's your favorite point guard? Trey Young. Obviously, Trey played last night. Jonathan didn't play, but he's picking your favorite point guard up full court. At 6'8", 225 pounds, he's picking your favorite point guard up full court and not missing a step. What Kaminga has done and his growth on that side of the basketball is absolutely important, and don't get it twisted. It has a huge influence on this five-game win streak that we're on. Like I said, I obviously he didn't play last night. But you have to feel good about the role that he's bought into and and how he's really embracing it. Like, there's no one telling him, hey, J.K., go pick them up full court. No, he's embracing that. And I was saying this in the media uh, a few days ago or a week ago or not. The team is starting to adjust around him. You know, it's like, oh. He's into the ball, right? Like, oh, we want to get into a switch. Kaminga's into the ball. I may not be able to switch with him, so I have to go into that coverage a little bit differently because of how, how physical he is into the ball, right? Like, that's a very small, dumb example. But the team is starting to adjust to his style of defense, but the team only adjusts to your style of defense if you're capable of causing havoc, and it's worth adjusting to that. And Kaminga is showing that and it is absolutely incredible to see. So shout out to JK for his growth and improvement. Um, James Wiseman is so much more improved on the defensive end than he was on the offensive end before he went down to Santa Cruz. It's actually a joy to watch. And it's a joy to watch him in games. It's a joy when I go back and watch film just to see the things that he's doing differently. And still got some things to learn, as we all do. I'm in year 11. I still got things to learn. But to, he's also playing a lot better, and, and it's good to see that growth. Uh, Moses Moody, another young guy who's out of the rotation, working his way back into the rotation and taking advantage of that. It's great to see Moses um, and all of those guys just really taking advantage of the opportunity, but not only taking advantage to actually, you know, be able to have the opportunity to watch them and see the growth. It's a really special thing. So shout out to the shout out to those guys. Yeah, so I think also, um, and this last thing I'll say about the dubs, uh, obviously I I've I played in the second unit more with the second unit guys, and I really enjoy that role. Why do I enjoy that role so much? Because when you're playing in a second unit, these are guys that could, their careers can go either left or right. And it's all really predicated on how their minutes go and how they play in that time. And so for me, to have the opportunity to join that group to, to do all that I can to make sure that that group has positive inco- outcomes, that to me is, a, is an honor. That to me is, brings me joy because quite frankly, you're helping someone else. Like for us to play well and, and Ty Jerome has been playing in that group, that can help Ty Jerome's career. And so, for me, that's a very big deal, and I've really embraced that role. Um, I'm enjoying it, and quite frankly, I think it's helped our team and uh, just finding the, the, the pieces of that puzzle to make our rotations work. Rotations are a huge deal, especially in the NBA, and you want to have your rotations right. And so I think that's been a good one for us, and it's really helped us along in our season. And quite frankly... I think it's also helped bring us all of us closer together, which is very big because you can't win if everybody's splintered. And so I think uh, that's helped bring everyone closer together. And that's important. So that's um, I mean, that's that's kind of the state of the dubs. That's where we are. Uh, we're currently 20 and 18. Um, and and we're trending upward, baby. And that's all you can ask for. So shout out to the dubs.
2: Football season's underway. Now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. The promo code is always Colin. FanDuel has tons of betting options. I like the same game parlay. Bet a little, win a lot. FanDuel's app is safe, secure, easy to use, and you get paid your winnings really fast. The no-sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks. Promo code COLIN. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467369 in New York, Tennessee. Red line one Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia.
3: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum
2: Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex
0: dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company.
0: And Stan, we do over three
2: whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
4: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
1: Now, and speaking of the Dubs, let's get into the NBA. Whew. Luka Doncic,
3: um, last week. Has 60 points, 20 rebounds, 21 rebounds, and 11 assists. 10 assists. 10 or 11 assists. Whatever it was. Absolutely insane. Incredible numbers. Um, I think he accounted for 88 of, like, their 120 points or something. Like that. It's crazy. Luka is special. And it's, 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 it's interesting to see Luka having the year he's having. Why is it interesting, Draymond? It's interesting because the one gripe on Luca that everyone has had is, oh, he's never, he's not in shape, and blah 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 this. And here's what I want to say and where I saw growth from Luca last year, two years ago, were the Olympics. You come off the Olympics, been playing, you in the season, go straight into the Olympics. You're tired, probably take a little break. And so last year. Luca didn't come into the season in the best shape that he could come in. This year, Luca played in Euro EuroBasket and came in in tip-top shape and is having the MVP year that all expect to see. I think the thing that people don't realize is, in, you know, in most cases in order to have an MVP year, you have to come into the season in tip-top shape. It's hard to work your way into shape and then still be an MVP because those you start ringing up in people's head. Remember, these are human beings making these decisions, not computers. And so you start to gain space in people's minds the start of the season. And Luca came into this season in tip-top shape, and it is showing. It's showing in a major way. And he is 1,000% playing at an MVP level, as is others, which we'll get into. But I think to see uh, them lose Jalen Brunson and they kind of were struggling early on and they didn't make any moves. I think Luka just picked it up more, you know. And the growth, I think, of Luka has been extremely, extremely pleasing to the Mavericks, the NBA, basketball fans across the world. Like... One of the most special players we have in our league, and the performance that he had last week is just another step. I mean, the things that he's able to do and just capable of is absolutely incredible. Donovan Mitchell last night, 71. 71 points. 10 assists, 8 rebounds. Now, It's funny because someone asked me today, they said, what what do you make of these numbers that guys are putting up? And quite frankly, special, special talents. Like, the guys in this league are extremely talented. The game continues to grow. And you have to pay homage to guys that are scoring the basketball like that. I don't care what it is. That's hard to do. And to watch those guys doing it, it's absolutely incredible clay thompson with 54 last night it was great to see clay uh really just locked into the moment um taking the challenge head on with no step no wigs and the list goes on but also to see clay thompson look like the clay thompson we we we've all had the pleasure and honor of watching compete at this level um it was absolutely beautiful I also think for his confidence, for him to continue to prove to himself. See, everyone always makes it about, oh, man, he need to prove this or he need to prove that as if you're proving that to them. No, no, sometimes you just need to prove something to yourself. And so for him to have a performance like that, to continue to prove to himself that I can get back to who I once was or better and and have have something that you can look to and say, see, because I did this. That's absolutely incredible, and I mean, shout out to Clay uh, for the game that he had. Now, in saying all of that, I think uh, you know when in speaking in terms of the NBA and in terms of the number, quite frankly, I think the offense do have the advantage. Um, you know, when you speak of freedom of movement, when you you know you see some of the um, the nuances that guys use to get to the foul line, like I think the offense definitely has an advantage. But in saying that, you still have to go score those points. And so I don't want to take anything away from these guys who's scoring at these levels because it's absolutely incredible. But as a defender myself, I do wish that there were more freedom for defenders uh, as there is for offensive players. Quite frankly, I'm not sure that'll ever happen, nor is it something I'm really lobbying for. It just kind of is what it is. And so, no, I don't. I don't take anything away from these numbers that guys are getting, not one bit. They're very hard numbers to get, and if they weren't, we'd see someone doing it every day. We don't see it every day. However, we see it a little more often because the NBA is just way more talented and skilled than it's ever been. That's no knock. I know everyone wants to find controversy, and that's no knock to players that came before, but, and I always say this, but I bet you someone who worked at Google 20 years ago and someone that goes and work at Google today will probably walk in and say, ah, their skill set is just a little bit different than mine was when I was here 20 years ago. And so in saying that, I think the NBA is a lot more skilled um, and there's just a lot more talent uh, in the league. And so you're just starting to see these things happen more often. But I still wish there was a little more freedom for guys like myself, the the defenders. That's neither here nor there. Other guys that we have playing at an MVP level, uh, Joker, who's averaging 26, 11 rebounds and nine and a half assists, sitting at the one seat, possibly on his way to a third straight MVP. Pretty impressive. Obviously, one of the toughest guards in the NBA had a battle with him in, in the playoffs last year. And whew, I mean, Joker is a very, very, very special talent, and he continues to show that year in and year out. Giannis is playing at an MVP level. Um, Giannis is averaging 32-12-5. and five. I think his team is sitting at the number one or number two seed. All incredible things. JT who we had on this show last year, last season, and I said, if you don't win MVP next year, if I'm not mistaken, I may have said something along the lines of, you weak as boop. He's playing at that level. He has his team playing at that level, and it's an absolute, an absolutely beautiful thing to see. KD, who Brooklyn Nets are sitting at the two seed. KD's averaging 37 and five not quite sure anybody expected KD to be at an M- back at an MVP level and not because Kevin Durant doesn't always play at an MVP level because quite frankly we've seen this for years especially we've seen this a lot with LeBron James it's just you're so good that when you when you're when you're that good people just they don't they start to not appreciate it and so to think that KD can play again at the level to where people would appreciate it enough to even mention him in the MVP conversation as opposed to just being like, oh, man, that's just Kevin, and that's what he does. Shows you how special of a season he has. Um, they're having a much, but they, they completely changed their season, uh, making the change to Jacques Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn's been incredible. Uh, and he, but more so than him being incredible, like I'm not in their huddles, I'm not in their arena, I'm not in their facility. Just watching the the respect that he's commanded from that team I think is huge. And I think it's a big part of the reason that they've won 12 in a row. They're sitting at the two seed with no signs of slowing down. Um, I think it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. KD kept talking about, oh, man, I just want to play basketball. They've been playing basketball with no distractions, and it's looking good for them. And so um, that's great as well. Now, you got Joel Embiid, who's playing incredible basketball. Um, I think Joel Embiid is averaging more points than Luka Doncic by a tad. Now, that could have changed over the course of the last couple days, but a few days ago, he was averaging more points. Definitely averaging more rebounds. And his team has a better record. So now you have to take all of those things into account when speaking of the MVP voting as well. Quite frankly, I'm interested, in, and and obviously Steph was playing at an MVP level before he got hurt. Our team record wasn't what it needed to be for people to talk about him in an MVP conversation, yet our team record will end where it needs to be for him to be in the MVP conversation. Quite frankly, I don't think he'll be out too much longer, at least that's my hope, and he'll still have an opportunity to compete for that award. And as we continue to move our season in the right direction, I think he'll enter those talks as well. But I must say, this must be one of the most log jammed MVP race conversations. Obviously we're only almost halfway through the season in a very long time. And not that, you know, there hasn't been one or two guys that needed MVP, But you're talking five or six guys that you can legitimately right now make a case for MVP. And
1: that's insane. But obviously we know there will be one. And, I mean, if I had to make my pick right now, only because Steph's hurt, That's an interesting one.
3: That's a very interesting one. Cause you, you know, you start to say a name and it's like, wait a minute. What about That guy. You start to say, wait a minute, what about that guy? It's going to be interesting. If I'm being honest, I'm not, I'm not one to, to, as I said before, say something for ratings. I don't know. I think we still have a lot of basketball left to be played, a lot of basketball to watch and figure it out. But if I must say, there is no MVP today. There are four or five guys in the running, and we'll see. Some will fade. Some will come. Some will go. But I don't have an MVP today. I think it's way too close to call in saying that. We still got, what, 44, give it, take 40 to 43 games left. I think it's too close to call. So I don't really have an MVP for you today. My apologies. As this thing plays out a little more, we get some more games under our belt, I will let our listeners and subscribers know who I think the MVP is. But right now, I think it's way too close to call. I'd be remiss if I did not speak on LeBron's birthday performance the other day. Um, I mean, in Atlanta... 38th birthday, to go out and have a performance, he had 47 points and a triple-double on your 38th birthday, and your your body's supposed to be, like, killing you at 38, not
1: 47 and a triple-double with it, and a win on the road. I still say, and I stand by this, with 20 years in, To still be competing at the
3: same level, obviously, it's not the exact same when he was 22 or 26 or 30, whatever. But to be competing at such a high level
1: in year 20, that has to count for something. Has to count for something. I was talking to Bob Myers today, and due to LeBron's dominance,
3: Steph Curry's dominance, and the Warriors' dominance, the era of basketball that we've had the opportunity to play in will go down as one of the all-time greatest eras of, of basketball. And I am honored to have played and be playing in this era. I know we always talk about eras, and everybody, oh, this era is soft, and blah, blah, blah. To be playing basketball in this era is absolutely insane. And again, I take my hat off to LeBron for what he's done, for what he's doing on and off the court. There's never been a better face of the NBA, and I'm not sure there ever will be a better face of the NBA.
1: Absolutely amazing. Salute, my brother. Lastly, before we get out of here, I
3: know everybody wanted to hear what I had to say about Ja's take. I haven't really spoke about it much. Um, I think you all know how I feel about that. I got a lot of love and respect for Ja. um, Young leader that makes his guys believe whatever he believes. And that's a very powerful thing as a leader. He got that. Has had it since day one, and you can see it glaringly noticeable since the time he stepped foot in Memphis. I'm not sure he can quite make his guys believe that one. Which is we're fine. I'm fine
1: in the West. You are fine, Ja. You are. But the Warriors in the West now, champ. So yes, you are fine, Ja. The Grizzlies,
3: on the other hand, that's a topic for another day. Sorry, and last but not least, before we get out of here, um, obviously we all saw the situation yesterday with DeMar Hamlin. Uh, Just want to really send my well wishes to him. Um, And then also send some prayers up uh, for him and his family. Uh, We all go out here every day and play these sports, play these games that we love to play, that we've all been playing our entire lives. And – you know, never once in your mind, the do, do, never once does it cross
1: your mind that, like, it can be so catastrophic. And as, quite frankly,
3: as an athlete, you never go out, like, ah, oh, thinking you're going to get
1: hurt or thinking something like that will happen. You never do. You know, it's like,
3: you, you you just never take the court thinking that. You never take the field thinking that.
1: And to see that happen yesterday on live television. That was a part of our pregame. Like that
3: was a part of the pregame speech and Steve saying, Oh man, I, I see I know everyone's watched it. And seeing that, like now, we have to try to put that aside and find the energy and go play this game, because you you just you feel for him, you feel for the guys that were on that field,
1: you feel for his family, you feel for the Buffalo community, and then you 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 take a step back and you you ask yourself the question.
3: How are the guys impacted that were there? How is T. Higgins impacted who he just tackled? Um, you start to think of all of these things, and the last thought on your mind is
1: what? Well, they need to get back to playing. Playing for what? This is a game, it's a business, but it's a game. And so that's the last thought on your mind, and
3: it baffles me that any other thought could be on someone's mind.
1: And to see some talking heads yesterday totally just not value his life for the sake of a game to go on. Who cares about that game? I thought it was one of the most distasteful things that one could do. And then I asked you the question Are you surprised? I'm not. Not at all. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for his family. I apologize to his family because it's. Number one, for what they have to continue to go through. But number two, for someone to care that little about Damar's life, His family didn't deserve that. He don't deserve that. No
3: one really deserved it. So I send my love to them. I send my well wishes. And I'll continue to pray for a speedy recovery for him. Not to return
1: to to football. Football is a game. But to return back to the life that he had before he stepped out on
3: that football field last, last night. That is my hope and prayer for him.
1: I have no doubt in my mind that he can get there. But y'all got to do something with these talking heads. It's been sickening. It's disgraceful at this point. You got people who work with Fox Sports. Fox is is a partner. Just discredit. Just no filling that off for a life. It's distasteful. So I wish them well. We won't
3: end this on that note. We're going to end this on well wishes, on positivity, on moving forward, on speedy recoveries, on great health. Happy New Year, 2023. May it be your best year yet. Much love. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Season two, we back. I'm out. Peace.
4: Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena?
0: Like, really love?
4: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.